an idea question or want to share your experiences on the show contact nick and dave anytime email them at mousecapagepodcast at gmail.com text them at 407-674-0414 follow nick and dave on facebook instagram and twitter simply search for mousecapades podcast listen to nick and dave on itunes podcast addict Tune in radio and Stitcher Radio. Simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts, Nick and Dave. It's that time again. Thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Nick and Dave Mousecapades Podcast. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be. It is time for some rumors and news. Dave, are you ready for some rumors, buddy? Let's do this, and I haven't heard the good morning and good evening speech in a long time. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. So Glad you brought it back. Let's talk some rumors. Let's talk some news. So the big thing this week, the big release from Disney. Are you ready for this, Dave? Yeah. Okay, it's not Frozen. What's the next best thing? It's Actually, be it's Star better. Wars, then. It's Star, be Star Wars. Wars. Yes, you're absolutely right. So, uh, th- I'm confused. I'm confused here, Dave, because Disney released uh, a statement saying that they're pushing back the film release to May of 2017, right? But then I saw yeah. an article today. I don't know if it was, just hadn't been taken you know, offline or whatnot yet, or taken down. But then I saw a release date of December 2017. So I've seen two release dates still. I see the original of December 2017. That's still out there. And then I see another article that states that Disney might be pushing it back, or already have pushed it back, to May of 2017. Have you seen this? Yeah, well, first of all, if you're confused about something Star Wars, you can guarantee I'm confused. But then... I need to clarify on the dates that you just said because you said December of 2017 and then pushing it back would be May of 2018 then. Oh, yes. Sorry. You're absolutely right. Because I was Uh, like, wait a second. That's pushing it forward, man. No, no. Uh, You're you're right. My bad. My bad. So, 2018 then? So, I've heard December 2017. Or not heard. I I saw that online. Right. On a Disney website. And, and you're then, saying that was the original date of release, right? Yes, and then just okay. skimming the websites before we we started here, I saw another website stating, a Disney website that is, stating uh, May of 2018. So yeah, I, so I just... I'm confused. I just heard on... Yeah, I heard on our local news tonight, as a matter of fact, that, that uh, we are going to be disappointed if we're Star Wars fans because they are pushing it back, and they did not say the year, but they did say May. I did hear May in the newscast, so, uh, you know, if the original date was December of 17, it's got to be May of 18 then, which, that's crazy, that's five months, and they just said it was due to, like, scheduling conflicts or something. I have no idea, there's so many rumors out there, people are speculating that 
Disney will ultimately revert back to their original date. And I don't know what the motive would be behind that or the advantage. I have no idea. I'm not in the movie industry. Once uh, a year, right? Say again? Once a year? That's their whole plan is once a year? Well, once a year, but I'm talking about one of their episodes, right? Right. So, anywho, that's what we yeah, got Yeah, man, I, I say you just let this one ride out. You know, as long as this one's popular, don't push the next one. There's, I don't think there should be advertisements for the next one out yet because this one just has hit theaters, what, right. a month ago? Yes. Wow, dude, it's like wishing, wishing the whole Star Wars away. So, Star Wars, check. Let's get into some golf. You like to play golf, Dave? I love to play golf. However, I stink at it and haven't played in like seven years. I think I have spiders living in my golf bag right now. Yeah, I actually gave my clubs away to the neighbor across the street before he moved. That's how bad I wanted to get rid of my clubs. Yeah, you I, took your clubs and then he moved. No, no, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I handed them over. I said, hey, dude, you want these? He was like, sure thing. I'll take them. He probably sold them, got some money off of them, but I don't care. They're out of my basement. Actually, the garage. Wife wanted them gone. Anywho, so there's a four-course discount offered to golfers, all right? Walt Disney World Golf now has a play-around-the-world pass. Good for four rounds of golf, one at each of the four golf courses, the Magnolia, Palm, Lake Benavista, and Oak Trail. The pass offers 20% to 30% discounts over the cost of playing for each separately, this including... Uh, with the pass in the Walt Disney World Golf Passport Souvenir Booklet. Note that all rounds of golf must be played within 30 days of your first round to take advantage of the multi-round discount. So you can go ahead and make those reservations. You know, just dial that number, 407-WDW-GOLF. Just give you guys a heads up if you're really into golf. Uh, you know, we've been talking to John and Ethan earlier this week, and they both said that Kylo Ren is coming to Launch Bay. So that's pretty cool. John, I believe, was even saying that he's going to be at the Star Wars Academy as well. So can't wait uh, to see that stuff posted online. Can't wait to see his outfit and how cool and awesome he looks. But again, why do they keep putting the bad guys out there? Why don't they post any good people? Because they they're real people? Because the real people don't have masks? Is that what it is? No. Well, you know, the kids, when they go through the Jedi Academy, it's about good fighting and they evil. Fight, and they fight yeah. the bad guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why you had more bad guys. But as far as a meet and greet, wouldn't you want to meet the hero? Uh, yes, you're absolutely yet, yet right. A, yet another sign why our world is going in the pot, man. <laughs> we got the we're, we got all our kids like idolizing the bad guy. Like, like my four-year-old who is in love with Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah. They're all idolizing the villain in the story. The guy kills his dad. Right. Could, guy kills see, his dad, and hey, kid, let's meet this guy. Could you see that in a children's book? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we will. Before we yeah. die, we're going to see that kind of stuff in a children's book. Well, there's much worse, like, you know, uh, singing the song Rockabye Baby. You know, that's all about death anyway, too. So, anywho. Um, Sorry, that's my soapbox. There yeah, you go. You're, you're, you're all good. Aardvark added to Animal Cast at Rafiki's Planet Watch, by the way. Rafiki. Ooh, a new yeah, Rafiki's who who doesn't like a new Aardvark? You know, <laughs> I always thought that show was missing an Aardvark. Rafiki's Planet Watch at Disney's Animal Kingdom has a new resident, an Aardvark named Willie, who frequents the outdoor stage next to the affections section. Have you ever been there? Willie the Aardvark. Yeah, you yeah. get your affection on, dude. <laughs> Is he? Is it? Is, am I gonna be in a meet and greet, Willie, the Aardvark? Yeah. So, hey, honey, um, <laughs> and Colin, I'm gonna leave you and go to the affection section and go play with Willie. 
I'm gonna go play. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. There's a there's a message for you. I know, right? Wow. Good job, Disney. So, Imagineering receives a new president. According to the article in the Orange County Register, Bob Weiss, who has been leading the efforts in Shanghai Disneyland, has been named as the new president of Walt Disney Imagineering. Bruce Vaughn, the former chief creative executive, will aid in the transition, and then he plans on leaving the company. What a good gentleman, you know? So does he his is part, leave. Yeah, does his part in skedats. I See, I thought that I read an article that said... Maybe they mentioned two guys, and one of them was. It sounded like he was kind of taken into demotion, and they were just gonna. He was just gonna hang around, like he's. He's like, yep, right. Just got canned from my old job, and I'm gonna just hang out here and you know ride it out until it's time for me to go out in the sunset or whatever. Well, we should go ahead and go ahead and purchase into the uh, Disney Vacation Club. New DVC room furniture offers guest options, by the way. During a 2014 renovation of the villas at Disney's Wilderness Lodge and 2015 modifications to Disney's Boardwalk Villas, the furniture configuration underwent a major change. Gone are the traditional round table and the TV stand that doubles as a storage armoire. In their place, Disney Vacation Club introduced custom piece of furniture that converts from a table to a Murphy bed. A standalone armoire now provides four drawers of storage for guest belongings. DVC News has photos and more details about these new furnishings at dvcnews.com. So what we need is to figure out what they're doing with the old stuff so we can go buy up some of that furniture. Yeah, absolutely right. So here, check this out. Star Wars Half Marathon featured record-setting wind. Did you hear about this? No, what happened? So California native Nick and, you know, he just has Nick's your buddy, Nick's your pal, Nick's a guy you can trust, by the way. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. I will jack it all up. Uh, Nick won the Star Wars Half Marathon for the second straight year with a record-setting time of 1 hour, 5 minutes, 49 seconds. Whoa, buddy. 105 for the winner. Good job, Nick. Yeah, some girl named Annie out of Colorado was the female winner with the time of 1 hour, 15 minutes, still blowing my time out of the water. Holy crap. Needless to say, they didn't stop for any meet and greets, nor did they dress up like any of the characters. So why even go? Yeah, I mean, it's like, go go run a race that costs like $150 less if you're going to go run the run a race for time like that. Agreed, man. Agreed. Wow. So, okay. Alice in Wonderland Spotlight of D23 Gold Member Event. All right, so D23, the official Disney fan club, will hold a special Gold Member Event celebrating 65 years of Alice in Wonderland at AMC Disney Springs on March 19th of 2016. Some important dude will be there to kick off the event with a look back at the development of the 1951 animated classic using rare uh, photography and footage, followed by a screening of the animated cl- of other animated classics. Just to give you guys a heads up, tickets are $25 each, plus handling, which is a $5 fee. So yeah, um, let's see here, what else do we have? We have Lights Motor Action closing on April 2nd, 2016. I think we may have already talked about that in an earlier podcast. Um, Tangled is set to return to Disneyland Royal Theater. Let's see here. You got Japan's uh, culture exhibit now in Epcot. Um, Shanghai Disney Resort set to open June 16th of 2016. We've already talked about that. And a new, 
in a past podcast. So there's a lot of stuff that's going on, but and now Disneyland is also offering new flex tickets that are offered for residents of California. Just to give you guys a heads up. So look into those if you're from Cali. I know we have tons of listeners from California. Um, so yeah, the last thing I want to mention is, you know, DVC members IDs are going digital. You can now go online and print off your member ID just to give you guys a heads up. If you're a DVC member and you need that for some reason, uh, cause sometimes you do just go ahead and, you know, log in and you can print that information out. And that's all I have for you in the news, Dave. Why hey man, you- I hold on before we go on a trip i got one more thing for you did you and this is not brand new news but uh just wanted to get your take on this the the new promotion that they're running where if you book a hotel room you get a free quick service meal at the disney resorts you hear about this oh yay so we're gonna give you 15 dollars. so it's not free dining but if you book a hotel room and i think you have to stay like a minimum of three nights or something like that they give you one quick service meal for free <laughs> that's their new promotion dude that's like a kick in the balls that's a slap in the face is what that <laughs> tell is. tell me about it right that is crazy i saw that and i wanted to get your your opinion on it because i was like wow that's cool and all i mean it's better than nothing but it's so, like uh i will slap them in the face and then say how disgusted i am and take your quick service from them and then you'll eat their meal anyway. That's exactly right. Dude, one one lousy free quick service meal. It's are not you, even a sit-down. Are down. you kidding me? It's not even a sit-down. It's just a quick service. That's not even a promotion. Yeah, that's crazy. Does but that they are just, that piss, doesn't that not just make you upset? Yeah, well, that's why I wanted to get your opinion. Because I was like, wow, that's nothing to them. Dude, <laughs> one that, quick service. that angers me, man. Like, angers me. All right, well, that's all I have for you in the news, Dave. Why don't you take us back? We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. All right, kicking off this week in Disney history, January 23rd, 2006. We just got done talking to Ethan Vids on one of our last podcasts about how they're turning this area of the park into Monstropolis. But in 2006... Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the Rescue was introduced to the public at Disney's California Adventure. You and I both have a good opinion about this ride. We love it and wish there was another one like it on the East Coast, right? Yeah, very underrated, man. I wish they would bring that to Walt Disney World, and that's something we've talked about outside this podcast for years. It's great. But Yeah, but I think it's cool that uh, Ethan Vitz told us that they're going to be maybe expanding the role of Monsters, Inc. in that little corner of the park, so that's cool. Uh, also on January 23rd, 2009, we've got one of my p- favorite parades, and I don't know if you know this or not, but the Celebrated Dream Come True Parade made its debut at the Magic Kingdom. So it's got like the catchiest song that, that just runs through my head all, all the time. I hear it every once in a while on uh, you know, one of the streaming audio sites that I go to to listen to Disney music, but it's like the one that's like, like Celebrated Dream Come True. Right. And it's just – all the time I hear that song and it just stays with me the rest of the day. I find myself whistling it and stuff. But that that made its debut January 23rd, 2009. All right, the next one I have on our list here is January 24th, 2007. Now, I thought this was kind of interesting too because it's two things in one. You got the Finding Nemo musical at Animal's Kingdom making its debut. But on the same exact day at Epcot, a different park in, at Disney World, You've got the Seas and Friends with Nemo all debuting on the same day. And I don't know 
if that was a scheduled plan thing or if they just said, hey, you know what, let's make this a double Nemo opening day for those Probably, they're probably just opening for a new Nemo event. Right. So for those of you who don't know, the Finding Nemo show is a 45-minute live-action show um, that has people walking around with fish acting like they're talking, and they have jellyfish uh, props that come out into the audience, and it's a pretty cool show. I, I like it. Haven't seen it in a while, but it's time for me to get back there and do that, but um, it is because it's a 45 minute show. It's usually one of those things that makes the cuts when we're in a time crunch. And you never and then, find Nemo. I never understood that. No, you, you know? don't. You never and, find him. And then the uh, the ride at the Seas Pavilion is pretty sweet too. That's one of the first rides I've seen where they use that uh, technology to have the fish swimming around with real fish in their in their uh, aquarium. So before we get, you know, just let the listeners know that was a joke earlier before we get emails, you know, because I know we will get emails on that. What do you mean you don't find Nemo? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes, you do. Well, you know what, listeners? I'm joking. <laughs> You're sensitive to that lately. All right, January 25th, 1938. We're going way back on this one. This goes back to uh, the days where, where Walt had to take a stand. He He got his feelings hurt on this. Art Babbitt and other employees of the Walt Disney Company decided that they were going to form themselves a union. So they all piled into the American Legion Hall and elected this guy, Art Babbitt, as the president of the Cartoonist Federation and hurt Walt's feelings and kind of destroyed the family feeling of Walt Disney at that point, right? Well, if he would have provided a great working environment, they would have never had a reason to form a union. And as a result of that, uh, I think maybe he got the message because he built like that dreamland where they had like the greatest stuff ever. They'd get like they'd go down and get a meal anytime they wanted to in the commissary, and they had a professional masseuse, and they had like a I don't know, I, I, this is probably not right, but I think it was somebody like one of the trainers for the Swedish Olympic team was there as a physical trainer for any of the members. That's just a fantasy you have. (laughs) No, dude, I'm serious. I watched that in a documentary, and I'm pretty sure that that's right. It might not have been Sweden, but it was like some Scandinavian trainer was there for them in their uh at their disposal for when they wanted to get fit i guess and you know anyway pixar has adopted the same model as well you know the employees at pixar have everything endless opportunities at their fingertips to whatever they want food play basketball whatever they want to do it's right there and you know I, i they're they're adopting his model they're learning from the man it's pretty sweet i mean that would be an amazing thing to do all right, we're moving on. January 25th, 1957. Now, I say this, it seems like I'm saying this more and more often, but I don't do birthdays. Unless you're somebody really important, I don't really talk about, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday on the on the podcast. Well, this one struck me, not so much because it's a birthday, okay? Birthday is Jennifer Lewis. I say that name, you might not know who she is. Uh, JL? Who doesn't know JL? Yeah, Jenny from the block, right? No, it <laughs> is... Uh, so this woman was born in 1957, like I said, January 25th. She is the voice of Mama Odie. So she's got a real distinctive voice, right? Right. So then I'm reading into this a little bit more. It turns out that the same woman that was the voice of Mama Odie was the voice of Flo from Cars. Huh. It's, now, I cannot put those two voices together, but it is true. She is the same voice, Mama Odie and Flo. Okay. And so then, so then here's the kicker and why it's, I'm talking about it today, because she was born in Missouri. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's the topper on that. Like first, I was shocked. I was like, "Wow, she's the voice of both those characters." Because that Mama Odie voice is really distinctive, and you can't 
I mean, that's just crazy how she disguised her voice for that, made herself sound like a Cajun voodoo woman. That's Missouri talent at its finest right there. Yeah, there's better talent (laughs) coming out of Missouri. (laughs) All right, man, January 27th, 1969, we talked about this place called the Mineral King, right? The ski resort that Walt wanted to build. Yeah. And it was one of his many projects, and he got the go-ahead from the U.S. Forest Service back in 65, and, um, you know... When I did, I didn't do much research on this, um, but I like to study some of his old projects that never came to fruition. And I always heard that when he died, that project died. And uh, so it turns out that it didn't because 1969, you know, years after the guy died, after Walt died, the U.S. Forest Service approves the Walt Disney Productions master plan to build Mineral King near the uh, Sequoia National Forest. And... So there's something still going on here in the works in 1969. Um, when they first got the permit approved in 65, it was a, like a three-year deal, like you need to build this in three years or else. Well, this is uh, 69, and they got approval to, to go forward with the Mineral King project, and um, you know it was slated to open in 1973 as a ski resort, and it never did. They never built it. And like I said, I always thought that this plan died in, in 65 when – when Walt died, but uh, apparently that was not the case. Wouldn't it be interesting, though, if you go there today, it's still, like, fenced off and stuff like that, where it says, yeah. do not enter, you know, danger or whatever, and it's crazy. just land that's still owned that just sits there? I bet you, you should... it is. Knowing Disney, it is. I wonder if I could Google that and figure it and see that on maps. That'd be awesome. Yeah, go to, yeah, go to Google Earth or something. I bet you. I don't know, dude. I don't know. You might be right. I mean, it's wilderness area, so it would look just like all the rest of the wilderness around it. But um, they may have a fence or something up there saying stay out. Who knows? All right, we got we got January twenty eighth, nineteen forty six, Academy Award nominations. And I put this one in for uh, John the Tiki Garden. The Three Caballeros picks up two nominations for the Academy Award, nineteen forty six. Yeah. All I have to say is they, they must have really been hurting that year for nominees. I just watched that last. Uh, actually, I wasn't <laughs> watching. I was listening to it. Uh, this past weekend, uh, working yeah. on my Kylo Ren costume for Storybook Day at school. Uh, that was playing in the background. Well, do you want to be a character? My you wife's guys going. Already, you and Jeff already talked about me being a character, and yeah. you named like eight characters, and I didn't know any of them. Oh, so. dude. So yeah. So Ray is my wife. She's gonna be pulling around BB-8 on a scooter, and then he, you know, Jeff's gonna be um, Han Solo. I'm Kylo Ren. And we gotta make you something, dude. Oh yeah, we, say, we told you Chewbacca. You guys are gonna make me Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be Chewbacca. Ridiculous. That's All awesome. right, man. Back on topic. January 29th, 1959, the debut of Sleeping Beauty. Now you know a lot of these movies that we talked about made their debut like before Christmas, and this one is at the end of January. So I don't know if maybe they fell behind schedule or what, but. Uh, you know, Sleeping Beauty is a classic, and it, it made its debut on January 29th, 1959. I don't think release dates back then, and I don't know. I'm not a movie person. It, uh, you know, as far as being in the show business, I don't think it was as commercialized as it is today. Like, yeah. it's very strategic nowadays. Summer hits and, you know, Christmas holiday hits. You know, those are the two times that people really, really release movies. Um, back then, was it as important? Who knows? 
Yeah, I don't know. You know, like you said, not as many people probably went to the movies back then. It wasn't such a common thing, I don't think. But Or maybe it was. I don't know. I didn't live back then. But, uh, you know, something that I thought was interesting about this movie that I learned when reading this was that it was the last Disney feature film where people actually hand-painted all of the cells of the movie. Really? In 49? Uh, not 59. 1959. 50, in 59? Last time they hand-inked hand the cells, yes. Okay, so then what would they use? I know in the 80s they started messing around with the computer animation with Lassiter. And, you know, Disney didn't like that and ultimately let him go. Because of that, I thought they had painted up to that point. Now this one's, according to my sources, so this was the last Disney feature to use hand-inked cells. So, so I'm wondering if that word, I'm wondering if that word inked is the key word there. Like, they used ink and then they switched over to paint. But, no, that doesn't make sense because... All of them. No, were, it's the ink and paint ink. shop. No, you, you right. ink them, right. and then you paint them and, and, and ink them. Yeah, dude. This is the last one. Sleeping Beauty. We'll have to do more research on that. Or actually, it's the other way around. It was inked and paint. Right. Um. Yeah, that... Dude, look into that. I will. Get back to me and have those TPS reports by Monday. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm getting a bit <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got for you in this week in Disney history, Nick. If you have an idea, question, or want to share your experiences on the show with Nick and Dave, contact us, mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. You can text us, get out those phones right now, type in these digits, 407-674-0414. I don't see you getting your phone out. You can always follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. Listen to us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher Radio. Watch us on the Periscope app. To follow us, listen, or watch us, simply search for the Mousecapades Podcast. That will do it, Dave. Peace. Peace. Have a magical day, my friends.
Thank <laughs> you.